We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Football report, our kickoff week, week one. We're finally back. New time, same rate faces. How's it going, Hassan? Uh, you know, man, we're just out here living the dream, really taking in week one. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, a lot of stuff that we were right on, a lot of stuff we were wrong on. Um, you know, it's all good, man. How's it going with you? How, how do you like week one? How's it been for you? Oh, well, week one has been a ton of fun. Uh, a lot of, a lot of big scores that I'm loving a lot of uh, a lot of breakout performances I think or well at least I count them you know when you know Benjamin has one rush for like 15 yards I say that's a that's that's a win yeah uh you know fun times fun times um I mean uh I've been on a on a long tangent about Cliff Kicksbury on my on my Twitter timeline um you can find me at hrr5010 and and someone tweeted at me about 20 minutes ago. I was putting together this show sheet. You suck, and it's like it's like you know, you know, you followed me, and I guess I'm I guess I lost a follower, so that's good. Um, oh, he stopped. Yeah, he he unfollowed me. But it's like you know, I, I I was ready for some more heat than just you suck. You know, he's got a good point though. He does. I mean, he does. He does have a really good point about me sucking, um, but. But my suckitude isn't as big as that of Cliff Kingsbury, who is putting together a masterclass. He's get, they, like, just to give you guys a heads up, we're, we're recording this. The afternoon games are still going on. The Cardinals are losing 37 to 15 in the in the fourth quarter. Mahomes is absolutely clowning on them. Uh, like um, just to tell you how bad things are right now, Edward Lair has two uh, touchdowns. Um, and these guys are just moving the ball at them on will. Um, Patrick Mahomes has piled up like five passing touchdowns. Yeah, one thing that I actually did want to talk about on this on this game. I mean, I think when Rondell Moore was out, when we found out about his hamstring injury, then you kind of start to ask where are the where are the receiving yards going to come from in this game? But they, Greg they, Dorch, they're coming from Greg Dorch, man. Greg Dorch, nine targets, seven catches, sixty three yards is this for real dorch was someone that yes i was a big fan of coming out of college uh, yeah was... yeah absolutely i i remember you were very very high on dorch and i think this is it oh my goodness and there's another pacheco just scores a rushing touchdown here 
Who did? Isaiah Pacheco. Oh. I scored a rushing touchdown. All right. So we're more. I, this is like, this is on. just like, this is like an apps. Like, if this is an indictment against Cliff Kingsbury and Stephen Kime getting that extension, like, just disastrous. Um, AJ Green is absolutely dusted. AJ, like, he is, he is totally dust. Ertz is dust. And it just looks like Greg Dorch is that guy, you know, like Andy Isabella, isn't it? I remember you were big on Dorch. Do you mind reminding our listeners as to what it is about Dorch that drew you to him? Dorch is, uh, he was really productive uh, in college, Wake Forest. And uh, he also was a true early declare, technically a redshirt sophomore early declare, but we still count that. Um, the thing that I guess is keeping him, you know, why he's only relevant now that Arizona has no one else is because he's like five, seven, 150 pounds, but, uh, and not particularly fast, like four, four, five, 40 or something like that. But, uh, yeah, he showed that he could do it in college. So I'm excited to see what he can do here. Um, you know, but I mean, Greg Dorch, notwithstanding, are you like, how concerned are you for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals passing game? I'm I've always kind of been semi tilted about this like passing game because they run the horizontal raid. Like it, it, it truly <laughs> is just a disaster. Like watching them play is bad. Okay. Like this is not like, like they got Marquise Brown and he's only seen the ball four times. He's got three of those targets for 41 yards in a score. Then they've been like, Kyler has relentlessly targeted James Conner and Eno Benjamin. I mean, like you got Zach Ertz running routes, you got AJ Green running routes and you got Andy Isabella running routes. These are three guys who have not been particularly good for a couple of years now. I mean, we know Green is dusted. We know Ertz is dusted. Typically, the time to play these dusty veterans is early on in the season, but they're not getting it done now. And so if you've been drafting them at, at all as your final round, like dart throws, I think from a waiver perspective, these guys got to go, man. Like these guys have to go. Um, they, they just, there's just no juice left, I think, um, which sounds like an overreaction, but in my opinion, you just have to move quickly on waivers early, especially in high stakes leagues where the season really isn't 16, 17 weeks long. It's really 12 weeks long, even in season long leagues, there are guys who you should be considering one of those guys. And I, and I, and, and this is a very important right now is he plays for the chargers. Ben Gretsch has been on him. His name is DeAndre Carter. And you guys got to get out and get DeAndre Carter on your rosters instead of so uh, instead of a dust ball. Um, uh, just to give you guys a heads up, uh, Keenan Allen uh, hurt his hamstring. Um, he, he was rolling. He was rolling at the time. He had uh, four catches on four of his targets for 66 yards and no scores. That was it. DeAndre Carter shows up. He gets four targets. He catches three of those for 64 yards and a score. So you're looking at a guy who is like outplaying Josh Palmer right now. Palmer also has four targets, and, he, and he's got three of those targets for five yards, right? Mike, Mike Williams saw four targets. He's got two of those for 10 yards. So these are the kind of moves you want to be making on guys who have high upside, like DeAndre Carter, especially as a wide receiver three play, because you want to drop dusty guys, and you want to pick up guys who have a lot of life, a lot of juice to them. Do you think that Carter has a long-term role here if, Will, if Allen is out for, I don't know, a few weeks with this hamstring thing, or would you expect Mike Williams to see more work i mean uh, early we, in his, last year he was getting like 11 12 targets yeah mike williams i think i think i think williams is just going to bounce back like right now this is a very flat passing tree every like there's no re, like receiver who has over ab- above four targets but yeah. like i'm willing to gamble that in the short run carter 
might actually make a good case to be a plug and play receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I mean, yeah, I would like to definitely see more targets from Williams than the four. And uh, I mean, Gerald Everett looked really good on his, he's on looking his good. Part, caught that one touchdown and uh, yes. 54 yards. I think he has so far. Yeah. Still, and it's left in that game, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's still time. So that's like one of the caveats that we will give you guys. There is a lot of time in, in these afternoon games. So we're trying to react uh, as we can. Um, unfortunately, we went a little off script because we started reacting to those games as they're coming to an end. So I'll, I'll dial it back a little bit um, <laughs> and we can start going back to some of the other games. So we saw we saw that this Arizona game. comes back and wins. Yeah, uh, I, I that's not going to happen. Just, <laughs> just not just Cliff Kingsbury, not that guy. Not that guy, guys. He's just not that guy. Um, so I did want to talk a little bit about this because this was an, a, a funnish game. It, it went into OT, came down to the last field goal, but uh, Deontay Johnson caught seven of 12 targets for 55 yards in the Steelers' week one win over the Bengals. Um, Blair, I really wanted to get your thoughts here on on Deontay. You know, we, we saw a lot of, a lot of uh, analysts a lot spent this offseason deriding him as a product of Ben Roethlisberger. And, um, uh, you know, week one, we're just seeing him pick up exactly where he left off. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think we all expected Deontay to keep earning targets at a high rate. Um, The stat line here is kind of empty, you know, only 55 yards on 12 targets and no touchdowns he did look good he had that one really nice catch at the end uh in overtime i think but you're gonna want more production i would i would assume out of your fourth round pick right so um i like deontay um i'm a little concerned that he's gonna he's gonna struggle with efficiency in this offense i i think the steelers are gonna be moving on from trubisky soon brother like, I just have a weird feeling that the fans are not going to stand for this. I mean, they're probably happy because they won. But there is a lot of meat left on the bone. And given that Kenny Pickett is a hometown guy, like I can see the fans st- clamoring for Trubisky's head the second things go wrong. Yeah. Um, I will say what was interesting to me was how creative the play calling truly was. They were fairly, fairly aggressive when it came down to passing the football. Um, I mean, Mr. Trubisky had 38 pass attempts, right? Um, the guy who I thought that they did a good job with was Jace Claypool, getting him into space, using him kind of in that halfback role. Mm. They, we saw a lot of that. We saw some Jalen Warren late. There's murmurs that uh, Najee Harris suffered a pretty serious injury. Uh, I, 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 this is all hearsay, so so don't shoot the messenger, please. But you know, there were beat reporters speculating that it could be a list Frank injury, in which case Jalen Warren becomes your priority instant early season ad. You know what I mean? Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't heard that. Uh, it sounded like the news was was more positive, but that would obviously be. Yeah, yeah. but there's but there's but there's like like boots on the ground type stuff here. Um, uh, I will say what was really odd to me at least what i've been what i've been pretty negative on the all, all off season was uh taking george pickens at cost um he got one of his three targets for three for three yards he looked like the wide receiver six in the pecking order like behind even zach gentry um yeah. like 
uh, I mean, by Miles Boykin also got a target, you know. So, so uh, I think I think that that he just you know, people were too aggressive on him too early, which is interesting because we're hitting the point where we're seeing rookie a lot of like a lot of rookie mania come roaring back, especially in crowded passing offenses. Uh, I was slamming a lot of Pat Pat Firemuth. I can never get that right. Um, and so I wanted to get your thoughts because he had he got five of his seventy five uh, five of his ten targets for seventy five yards. Yeah, I was really encouraged by this game from Fryermuth. He uh, led the team in in yards and uh, um, you know ended up scoring as many points as Deontay Johnson. So I think um, got to be pretty pretty excited if you were taking Fryermuth with this outing. Obviously, it could have been better. Uh, you know, twelve and a half points is not like not going to win any weeks for you, but yeah. you had a touchdown in there and, and yeah. you're looking pretty good. I think ten targets is what's most encouraging about this. Yeah, joking does mention that Pickens had an end zone target. Thank you. Uh, that is that is interesting. Um, again, Pickens is someone who, on from a from a best ball perspective, you're gonna you're gonna see him come alive down this like later in the season. You're also gonna see you also he's a guy who you want to hold in your team. He's not someone you just want to drop. You know what I mean? So give it time. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely holding Pickens. I mean, this yeah. obviously is not what you want to see. You'd like to have your rookies hit the ground running. But we also know that rookie receiver roles and running back roles, rookie roles tend to grow as the season progresses. So I think this is not a, uh, you know, it's not yet time to panic on Pickens. No, it's not. Um, so just as a heads up, uh, Ertz just got a touchdown. Um Oh, the comeback is starting. The Cardinals are coming back, or are they? Uh, um, I do want to talk about the uh, the Bengals side of this game a bit too, because yeah, oh man, that's an interesting side. Yeah, Higgins uh, went down early with a concussion. Terrible. We don't. It know. was it was a terrible. I saw the replay, and mm-hmm. it was a bad hit, very bad yeah. hit. He obviously did not play most of this game. He might miss more weeks than just this we don't know yet but i mean jamar chase was targeted 16 times without him on the field um caught 10 of those for 129 yards and a touchdown obviously we know he's the best but is um the passing offense outside of chase did not look that good i think burrow threw four touchdowns or not touchdowns sorry four interceptions yeah uh how much does higgins absence play a role in that how concerned should we be about Burrow, if Higgins does miss a lot of time, or is this just a blip? Not too concerned because like Burrow was able to do it last year too. Um, you know, like he was he was kind of fine without Higgins. Um, so I'm not too too worried. Uh, it it does make Hayden Hurst a very viable streaming option at tight end. Um, on the sorry, one of his airwaves, Hayden Hurst, a streaming option. I know, yeah. But it's a it's a it's a brand new era, fellas. Um we're we're here targeting Hayden Hurst. Uh the bad Michael Thomas is somehow still in the league and he saw five targets. Um I have no interest in that, but my god, man, I, I like I feel bad for the Bengals. I, I, at this point, I'm really hoping that Higgins will see him sooner rather than later because this is tough. This is a tough, tough scene for everyone involved. Um Boyd Boyd becomes that contingency, gets that contingency upside that Ben Gresh has been talking about a lot, a lot uh, all off season. So, you know, 
it is it is interesting. I think Samaji P. Ryan, we might see him more in the field. Uh Mixon also saw seven, like nine targets, and he got seven of them for 63 yards. Yeah. Like, he's, like these are like eye-popping numbers. I think some game strip had a lot to do with it, but um for sure. There was a point in the game when Boyd uh looked like he might have got hurt, like they were working on his leg on the sideline. But I think he was back in after that. But for those few plays when he was out, they had P. Ryan lined up out wide, which was a really interesting uh development and would be something that would be pretty interesting to see more of for those of us who were taking p ryan in the 18th round yeah so my jp ryan the the hurry up and and, and passing down back not not like that's the most surprising development <laughs> yeah he doesn't he doesn't look like he fits the mold but uh he's he's yeah. kind of interesting 33 um, yards and five targets today not bad Wanted to flip it over to the to the Ravens, if only because uh, Devin Duvernay got four of four targets for fifty four yards and two scores. Like, what what's going on over there? I mean, we knew the Ravens were going to beat the Jets, but Devin Duvernay. Yeah, that was an that was interesting. I I mean, you're not like going out and picking up Duvernay after this unless you're really desperate, right? No, man. I mean, not that. Like, I I I think I dropped him off every dynasty team. <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 just and just so people know, like these are fourteen team dynasty leagues I'm talking about with thirty roster spots each. Yeah, I mean, obviously he can provide value, and yeah. this this is likely to be the best receiving game he's going to have all season. But you know, he's always going to be active because he's a special teams guy, so he's going to see the field. And uh, the Ravens don't have a lot of other receiving weapons, so I think. Even though it's a little fluky, I don't want to necessarily write it off completely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. I, I I mean, I agree with you. It's just when you look at it, Demarcus Robinson got four targets. Uh, Rashad Bateman also only had five targets. That was the interesting one for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got two of them for 59 yards and a score. I really hope he's not used as an exclusive deep threat because that would really not be fun for especially where people were taking him. Yeah, um, this was the one game that I would really was watching today all the way through. And as I, if I recall, he was, I mean, he obviously caught that one long touchdown. Other than that, he wasn't used exclusively deep, but he was thrown a few balls that were just uncatchable by Lamar Jackson. So it was kind of unfortunate the, the looks he got. But yeah. you would hope that he'd get more than five targets in any case. Um, probably against a team that's not the Jets, you'd see more, more of an up-tempo script. On the other hand, we might see J.K. Dobbins return soon. Yeah. He was close to being active today, so um, if he's yeah. back, then, then who knows what's what'll happen. Um, yeah, Flacco Flacco threw the ball fifty-nine times today. By the way, um, Michael Carter had ten rushing, uh, ten carries for sixty yards, and Brees Hall only had six. For 23, I will say what's interesting is there's a few things on the Jets side that I find interesting. Michael Carter with nine targets. He caught seven of those for 40 yards. Brees Hall with 10 targets. He's got six of those for 38 yards. Corey Davis with nine targets, six receptions for 77 yards. Um, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson also factored in, uh, you know, but those two guys were behind but had the same number of targets as Tyler Conklin. So like I think the elevated target the target count has to do with how many times Flacco threw the ball. But um are you buying this Corey Davis stuff? Because he came on pretty hot pretty late last year. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, he'll definitely have a role, I think, for sure. He's not probably someone... Um, I mean, if he's available in your league and you're desperate at wide receiver and it's a pretty deep league, he's probably worth trying to add. But I'm still more excited about Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. I think both of them were uh, were closer to scoring at the end of that game than uh, it ended up going to Conklin, but they both had looks close to the end zone. Moore actually did catch one, but it was called back on a penalty. Um, so these are... You know, those are the two guys that I would still look to kind of take the next step and break out. And Corey Davis, I think, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll continue to get targets, but are they going to be, are they going to be the type of targets you need to put up big scores? Probably not. Yeah, enough becomes yeah that 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 becomes a concern. Um, I I did want to talk a little bit about about like this, uh, the Falcons, um, and the and the Saints, uh, what's become a little bit of a troubling trend, at least for me, is Alvin Kamara. He rushed nine times for 39 yards in the Saints' week one win over the Falcons. He also caught, hit the ball thrice for only seven additional yards. Uh, this is a guy who got a lot of late steam, um, and he just hasn't looked the same. Um, no injury at all. What are we doing here with Kamara? Like... Do you think this holds um, what comes of it? Yeah, I think this is probably a little bit concerning if you drafted Kamara. Um, I hesitate to read too much into it just yet. I think, yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill getting four carries and including a touchdown is not what you want to see when you when you drafted Kamara. Um, so <laughs> it's definitely a concern. Uh, I don't quite know what to make of the Saints offense with, with Jameis Winston. I don't know if they'll, if they really are going to be like explosive. I mean, they're going to be targeting Jarvis Landry over Olave and Michael Thomas. I mean, maybe, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean Landry looked good, man. He got yeah. not like seven of his nine targets for 114 yards. That's pretty intense. Michael Thomas also looked pretty good. He had 57 yards and five catches. Um, and he, but he scored twice, right? Which is what you was what you're expecting. I, I mean, like Camaro was pretty disappointing today from like a first round perspective. He's put like these are just a lot of empty calorie stats, kind of sink your team type of stuff where you were taking him, especially over some of the players you had to take him over. Um, not 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 too bad. But speaking of another guy who we all liked and were taking really really high was was Kyle Pitts, who had seven targets. He got two of those for 19 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is like that is I think the seven targets is nice. That's probably sticky. Um, but man, like that was not great. Not great. I mean, you gotta start converting those because Drake London is coming for that role because he caught five of his seven targets for 74 yards and no scores, but like you know, like over the course of the season, you could see them continuing to target London because he's coming off that injury. He's look he looked good, man. He looked like the truth. Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Um, I'm not too concerned about this stat line for Pitts. I think that hopefully what you'd see is both London and Pitts continue to draw the bulk of the targets, and guys like Zacchaeus and Kaderil Hodge will not be as involved as they were. I mean, they had only seven targets between them, but um, I mean, what it looks like is Mariota's going to run the ball more than we thought. Uh, they uh-huh. gave... they. Cordero Patterson had 22 carries in this 
in this game as well. Maybe Atlanta is just wants to run the ball if they can, but my my hope is that they try to be a little bit more explosive and maybe they will have to against different teams. I mean, I think today they just were able to do that. So I think part of it is one, it's pretty dope to see Mariota like look like this. Yeah. Like this is the guy who we were drafting years ago. Like this is what we were what we thought, right? Yeah. Um he also had a rushing touchdown. So like this is kind of what we wanted out of Mariota. Just just a sick, sick player. Like I, I've been rooting for him for a long time. I know I know the party's over. Does any of you guys who are Mariota truthers in secret? Um, this is like the beacon that's going out. Um, we're, we're, we're here. We're still alive. Our spirits, we remain unbroken. That said, <laughs> uh, Damian Williams got hurt like on the second drive of the game. Yeah. Right. Like they didn't, they didn't have, and, and Tyler Algier was like a healthy scratch. I think, I think we're going to see Algier get, get some run next year, uh, next week. Um, like and that will be interesting to see how that works out. But for now, for as long as Mariota's hammies are uh, intact and he's healthy, I-, I can see this RPO stuff working for them pretty nicely. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, so next week they're at the Los Angeles Rams, which, um, you know, the Rams maybe didn't look that good against Buffalo, but uh, you would expect them to come out and play a little better against. Atlanta's defense so that might be a game where if the Rams can put up some points we could see we could see a little bit more explosive uh offense from Atlanta which would be interesting and seeing Algier get his uh get some run seeing London and Pitts get more more targets I think you know London coming off this injury after playing basically no preseason except for one one catch um, yeah yeah to see him play this well uh, and get seven targets is a really good sign because I would expect that he's going to continue to improve on that. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited for London going forward. Um, yeah, all right, so just as and I'm sorry to be a running running clock on this one, like a broken clock, but like the the, the Cardinals gave up. They brought out Trace McSorley. Ah, oh. wave the wave the the red flag, uh, white flag. Um, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury should have to walk home. It's a shame this this game is in like Arizona because he should have had to walk all the way home. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm genuinely interested to see how this team looks under with, with Mariota for as long as it does. Um, and just keep in mind that they have a pretty... I mean, Ritter looked good in preseason, so... I'm not too worried about the two alphas in this offense in London and Pitts. I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous about Pitts because of just how high he got steamed up. But yeah, you know, we'll just have to see because he was a little disappointing here yeah. in the in, in the early going. But London was such a smash in the later rounds. Like he was just such a such a smash. Yeah. Um. Here's here's some fun stuff. Oh my goodness! All right, so we're we're, we're gonna have to get to this in a, in a little bit because um. The guy who started off the season as the un, un, undisputed 101 started sliding to 102, 103. Jonathan Taylor, he had 31 carries for 161 yards and a score. He also caught four of his seven targets for 14 yards in the Colts' uh, die against the Texans. So I wanted to get your thoughts, Blair, on JT versus CMC. And are you worried? Because CMC really uh, didn't look like the guy who we've come to expect. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, you'd have to prefer Taylor after after week one. I mean, not only did McCaffrey not rush that well, he had only 33 yards on 10 carries. He did score, though. But he also didn't get a ton of targets. He was targeted four times. Um, Mayfield only threw the ball 27 times, which, um, you know, I guess the game was, well, they were losing most of the game, so I don't know why that happened. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely definitely a concern. I think I think it says more about how Carolina's offense is going to be and how messy that's going to be than about maybe McCaffrey's talent, but that's kind of unfortunate. I think honestly the way, well, I mean, Taylor getting this kind of workload or getting this kind of stat line is even a little bit surprising in Indianapolis. But uh, yep, yep, exactly. I I, I agree. Because it's not, it's not like it's not that condensed of a target share, right? Um, over there, like we saw, we saw some stuff here. Hang on, let me just pull this game up because yeah, well, Matt Ryan like, like, fifty passes, so he also looked really bad, like yeah. <laughs> he, like fumbling and dropping snaps and here and there, right? Um, Pittman saw thirteen targets. He did, I mean, he did a good job. Nine nine for one twenty one in his score. Um, Paris Gamble saw four targets, three for 37. Ashton Doolin saw six. Naheem Hines saw six. Like everyone kind of got involved. Um, something called Kyden Granson was on the field who saw seven targets. What position did this guy even play? Tight end. Oh, they should have fed Moali Cox. Um, Alec Pierce saw a lot of steam lately, late, and he only saw two targets, right? He did nothing with them. So, um uh that's a bit of concern the other the other rookie on the other team the texans who saw a lot of steam late was damian pierce who had 11 carries for 33 yards no scores also only caught his one target for six yards no scores um handily outplayed by burkhead who had 14 carries and 40 yards and also caught five of his eight targets for 30 yards um I only have this in here because I kind of do want to laugh at the people who were chasing this pierce steam just i mean it was it was oh just oh just i don't know man like 
you saw his you saw his ADP just kind of climbing, climbing, climbing. And like anyone who has seen that movie before is like, that's bait. That's a trap. You know, like Mad Max Fury Road, that's bait. That <laughs> like that was what that was, man. Pierce is a guy that I was uh mildly interested to to watch in week one only because he's someone that I drafted absolutely zero of the entire the entire uh well draft season. I have a little in like really late shares in Dynasty, but um as soon as he started to get steamed, I was off. But that was one where it would have been a big miss for me if uh if he had looked good. So I mean, yeah, I'm I guess I'm a little relieved that he didn't look good. Do you think that Houston goes back to him? Do you think this is Burkhead's backfield? I think it's gonna be the same split. I think they're gonna go I think Houston's go, like they're kind of here to go back to him. He's gonna he's gonna take over eventually. But like, I really don't think that he should have been going where he was in late FFEC drafts. Like, there was a lot of him going at that like uh, very, very early in the in the high leverage rounds. He shouldn't have been there. And I, I will, I, I will add one thing about about that the joking mentioned about the Cleveland defense. Yes, they were probably a factor against CMC. Like, they really, they really probably were keyed in on that. So I, I, I do agree with that. Um, yeah, because because Robbie Anderson like lit them up man like he he got like five of his eight targets for 102 yards and a score right and ian thomas also let them up um it, it looked like the defense did a good job clamping down on moore and mccaffrey here and they dared them to try and win with robbie anderson and ian thomas and they were okay with that right um but the reason i bring this up is because blair you've been really pounding the table on this is that dpj was the real wide receiver one on the browns all along he caught six of his 11 targets for 60 yards and I'm buying into your theory that Amari Cooper is just a guy, right? Like he caught six of his, I mean, caught three of his six targets for 17 yards. Um, Not a theory; it's a fact. It's the I know. I mean, I, I mean, like this is like this is you know, yeah. How how it becomes a fact? I don't know. I mean, after this, like I'm I'm encouraged as someone who owns quite a few DPJ shares. At yes, like, you do. It's very tilting playing against you when you have all that like DPJ and all these 14 team leagues. <laughs> yeah, like the final pick in a lot of leagues. I mean, I don't know that I'm ready to defend these kind of empty 60 yards, but um, I mean, he led the team in targets and it wasn't even close. Cooper had six. He was the next guy. Um, and nobody else even had more than four. So, I mean, I think that's that's uh, an encouraging development for, for DPJ. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much of that, you know, how much of that carries forward in future uh, weeks. But the, I, I wanted to go back to like running backs a little bit, right? Just because um, James Robinson came off came off a very late season Achilles tear, and mm-hmm. look, uh, I've jokingly been saying that his name should name should be J God, not J Rob, because he's like a, like like a legitimate UDFA you know, godly runner. And he might just have that God in him, man. He had 11 carries for 66 yards and a score. He also had one target that was a touchdown. And it, it really looked like Etienne was in the receiving role off, off this backfield. Like, not really on the field very much. Like, like full disclosure, I smashed Etienne under 12 and a half rushing attempts live, like in the first drive, um, just looking at how much what the usage was. Um, I wanted to get your take, you know, like... ETN saw four targets, got two of those for 18 yards. He only had four carries, 47 yards, you know, big play. Uh, do you, 
how do you see this backfield shaking out as we go along this season? I, I mean, I, I still think ETN is the guy. Um, Robinson looked good today, although ETN did have more. He was a little bit more efficient in terms of yards per carry. Um, and he also does appear to be the pass catcher, which is not insignificant. Um, you know, he kind of had an unfortunate fumble out of bounds at the end that that uh, made his brought his his yardage total way down. Well, not way down, but um, made his made his receiving line look a lot worse. But uh, yeah, I'm not ready to give up on ETN yet. Um, obviously, you would like to see him be used a little bit more in. Uh, you know, kind of high leverage situations, but you also, I think if it turns out that Robinson is going to have kind of a between the twenties role, and then ETN is more of the pass catcher, as long as he gets some goal line touches, then um, maybe that's okay. Yeah. Joe King brings up ETN had a couple blunders. Um, not good. I mean, that's not good when you're competing, when you can't beat out a guy who's coming off an Achilles, because on the other hand, we saw what, Cam Akers looked like coming off an Achilles. And it's not good. It's not good. I mean, I mean, like, like he is all but lost that job to 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 Henderson, and and like I I I don't know how James Robinson looks as good coming off an Achilles, but I mean, here we are, and maybe I I I kind of regret maybe taking a lot of like. ETN in the dead zone, like I like like so far, it's feeling like, man, the dead zone really, like, really has been destroying as it should, and it, it's only week one, so it's hard like not to over overreact or, or, but like this is what we have to kind of react to because we have to temper expectations here. Um, like J.K. Dobbins going in the dead zone didn't play. Travis ETN going in the dead zone puts up maybe like yeah, we have him on an FFPC team, so I'll just pull up his his score. Eight point five. There you go. Cam Akers uh, got completely run over by a guy who was going in the 13th round. Um, like it's, it's almost like a, like a, like a mnemonic where where or, or um, uh, what was that movie where the guy writes on a memento, just where you want to write in yourself, just like writing no dead zone RBs every year. Yeah. Like, 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 it, it almost just feels like that to me where, where you just are like, yeah, the, you know, one or two exceptions, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I think if you drafted Brees Hall, you're a little bit, a little bit concerned that Michael Carter was getting so much work. If you drafted ETN, you might be a little concerned that, that Robinson was getting so much work. Although, um, you know, we're having a, a debate in our chat about, uh, about how bad it really was. And, uh, I think there's still hope for ETN. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough to not overreact because we finally have live action to react to, but like we knew this was always going to be the issue. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, ETN does get it going because I was always a fan of his. I've always been a fan of what he can do. He's got, he's got like that swift Dalvin cook kind of ability. Right. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about like a, like a rookie first round wide receiver on the other side who wasn't getting a lot of respect. For quite a lot of time, and he was a phenomenal late, bit late pick in best ball with Jahan Dotson, who caught three of his five targets for forty yards and two scores. Um, yeah, I mean this was this was easy, right? Like the <laughs> cheapest way to play the Commanders if you needed a wide receiver 
was Dotson. And I'm really hoping our listeners and everybody out there has a good amount of Dotson laid because he was he was cheap. Yeah, Dotson looked good. Uh, for what it's worth, he was fourth on the team in targets behind Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, and Logan Thomas. So, um, I mean, obviously after this performance, you'd expect for them to look his way more often. But Samuel also caught a touchdown. Um, seems like he's going to be a factor. Uh, Gibson with eight targets is something, you know, we've been waiting to see for a long time. Um, you know, if you're, if you were able to get Gibson pretty late this year, that's pretty exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's going to be enough, you know, enough passes to go around in this offense for Dotson to really build on this performance? I mean, he was so, so cheap. You don't really need him to do much more than this, right? Like, it'll be tough to trust him and manage leagues, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be a little bit easier once we start getting to those heavy bye weeks. But, uh, I mean, yeah. outside of that, like, like this is fantastic for your best ball teams. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was so, draft- so cheap in best ball. If you drafted Dotson in a managed league in, like, the 16th round, yeah, you probably have a lot of other receivers that you can start over him. But would you consider starting Dotson in week two? No. No? No. No, there's there's just better options that you've got that like you don't want to go away from. It's it's stupid as it sounds, but like you don't want to like give up on a bunch of these guys unless you're facing like like a bad situation like with the T Higgins or a Keenan who's not going to play. Yeah. Um, and you really or 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 you're or you're a deep deep um uh dog where you really need that upside. Yeah. Because I can see I can see this going like right back to Terry. The Logan Thomas was on the field a good a good chunk. He might be an interesting waiver candidate for TE Premium Leagues. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, well, I, game, the latest news, I think, on Brian Robinson is that he might be available in week five. You, yeah. He's going to come back and have a role. I mean, Gibson looked pretty good. Gibson looked good. He didn't fumble once, which is <laughs> at yeah. least you can ask for. No, but no. He also was was really good in the receiving game. So yeah, and and, and this is what this is kind of what Ron Rivera was saying, right? This is what he was like. He's been very heavily suggesting that that Gibson's role as a receiver, and like it makes sense. Gibson was a receiver, mm. and and like that's exciting because this is what you get to see. Like I mean, like this is I mean, if this is what you're getting out of Gibson is like this pseudo RB two at where you at where we were getting him like later in the season. Man, that's just like a s- screaming value. I don't think I'd like like him even if I had him on my roster as an RB like RB two in the fourth round range. But like where he was going late, like late eighth, ninth, I'm re- I'm hoping all the listeners like absolutely stocked up on him where they could have because it was it was it was just stupid value at that point. Um, people didn't really adjust after after the incident with uh, G- uh, Ryan Robinson. So um, yeah, I mean it is what it is. Uh, I really don't want to talk about this next game very much, so so we should just sort of skirt by this. Um, because I need I need someone to talk me down. Um, all right. So facing a monsoon, uh, Trey Lance completed 13 of his 28 pass attempts for no touchdowns and an, and an interception, but he also added 54 yards on the ground on 13 rushing attempts. Right. So Blair, this was the thesis, right? So tell me why I'm so disappointed right now. In, in 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 Trey Lance. Uh, well, I don't think this was exactly the thesis. I think we knew that Lance could do it on the ground and could score points with his legs. I think we were also hoping that he'd be able to do a little bit 
with uh with his arm and give us some points through the air um so yeah it was kind of disappointing to see how how poorly uh the passing game looked in this game obviously not having george kittle on the field makes a difference the kind of weather conditions make a big difference um but yeah nobody you know debo didn't get it done even with that rushing touchdown he probably didn't give you what you needed um based on where he was going Ayuk only had two targets um he caught both of them for 40 yards but not obviously not enough uh, yeah and no. uh, elijah mitchell injured yeah yeah mitchell was a serious one because they ruled him out almost instantly with that knee issue yeah. um so that probably means Tyrion davis price should be active next week uh we're gonna see what's his name jeff wilson awesome. yeah I, i'm 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 pretty bullish now on 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 trailer i need to talk it out right also restive <laughs> mentions um 28 pass attempts is kind of promising and i was like it yeah. doesn't sound like a lot but then looking at the game log justin fields only had 17 pass attempts so yeah yeah, yeah that you, is very promising um i would I mean, like to see those it. teams are probably not ones you expect to throw the ball a lot but you do it does make you wonder if the conditions on the field might have had a big impact on how willing teams were to yeah to throw the ball down the field yeah and it kind of says a lot because when you look at darnell mooney like his stat line three targets one catch eight yards not mm-hmm. great just not yeah. great um david montgomery had the most targets on the team four of those for three catches and 24 yards yeah but uh khalil herbert showed up and looked like a fin like like a like i think he's going to be pushing for for a real um uh 50-50 split soon yeah he looked good he looked obviously a little bit better than montgomery running the ball anyway um yeah those targets in the passing game will come though yeah yeah well that's a good question i mean obviously this game was kind of weird because of the weather but do you think that that charlie how much does this tell us about how chicago wants to wants to run their offense you know yeah yeah no it, it absolutely does and i apologize for that because my dog was uh was uh barking so i just had to stop her um so just as a so just uh, now all the afternoon games are concluded but we didn't have a chance to touch on 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 the the lions and the eagles uh goff completed 21 of the 37 passes for 215 yards two scores and an int um didn't look particularly good not many of the lions players unfortunately did um I did want to just sort of point out that Amon Ross saw 12 targets. He got eight of those for 64 yards and a score. So that's pretty heartening. But also DJ Chark looked good. Got four of his eight targets for 52 yards and a score. Um, Blair, did anything stand out to you from this receiving game or possibly even the rushing game? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Amon Ra getting those targets is obviously pretty nice. But uh, I thought... DeAndre Swift had a pretty good game on the ground. So that was that was good to see as well. Um, you know, it's kind of you wonder how Detroit put up 35 points when Goff looked so bad, but um obviously this offense is a little bit more explosive than than we maybe had anticipated or it's as explosive as I had hoped and hopefully we'll get some more passing touchdowns um coming soon. I'm excited to see Jameson Williams come back finally. I am, I am too. But I, the, I mean, you know what? This is, this is it, man. Like, I, I wish I had my sunglasses. I could put them on because AJ Brown just has that dog in him. And thirteen targets, ten receptions, one hundred fifty-five yards. Like, it's a shame he didn't find the end zone. But like, 
God. Him and Jalen Hurts are looking like such a sweet deal for fantasy because Hurts also had 17 carries, 90 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Just disgusting. Actually, all the uh, Philadelphia running backs had had a score. Um, uh, I I did want to – sorry, you were saying? Well, no. I mean, um, Kenneth Gainwell is someone who we were drafting a lot of late, and, I mean, it looks like he's definitely the, the second running back here. I mean, maybe third if you count Hertz. He did have four targets, but um, do you think he'll have a role as long as Miles Sanders is healthy? Or I think they all will, man. It looked, yeah. it looked like, it looked like, yeah, this is a team that is excited to really milk away and salt away the clock. I think they've got a much better feel for what they want to be. Um, unfortunately, there just wasn't a lot to go around. Devonta Smith did himself no favors. Zero of his four targets for zero yards. I mean, he's going to have to make more of his opportunities because there won't be a lot there. What was interesting was Gainwell saw four targets, so about you know twice that of what Sanders saw. It's a very few because AJ Brown just dominated that target share. But you know, like uh, these guys are going to have to do on a, win on efficiency, and Devonta Smith was winning on efficiency last year, so I think that that's going to be good. I think that that works out. Yeah, do you think that this is like a really bad sign for Devonte going forward, or you would you expect to see more of the passing game swing back his way in future weeks? No, I think I think for Devonta Smith, you just have to just plug him in because if, if if you needed like a flex, like he, I'm still I'm still flexing him despite taking zeros this week, um, and and uh, I'm still going to be flexing him. Uh, it, it it sucks. It's not what I want to do, but. It's the way it goes. Uh, good, good comment here by Joe King, just saying Philadelphia running backs are only best ball viable. This is this does feel true. Um, I did, I did want to. I mean, there's just so much going on here that we can discuss, but the I just wanted to briefly discuss Saquon Barkley, who had himself a day in the Giants' win over the Titans. Man, 18 carries, 164 yards on the ground in a score, seven targets, six catches for 30 yards. He's back, right? I mean, I think so. This was the exact kind of game we were hoping to get when we were taking him, you know, at the end of the first round and saying he's he's one of the few running backs in the league that, like, you can legitimately say has that JTCMC upside. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, such a good, such a good uh, value if he's going to provide these kind of points uh, even in the first round. Because you you know you didn't have to pay JT or CMC prices, but um, yeah, obviously he looked good. Uh, it was kind of you know even in a low scoring game, I think um, this was this was exciting to see. And um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this Wandale Robinson injury isn't too serious. But they were they instantly ruled him out with a knee issue, man. That that scares yeah. me a little bit. Um, yeah. From a, from from a rookie perspective, on the other side, Tennessee did pretty well. Burks has that dog in him, and he's out of the house. Uh, he's he saw five targets, got three of those for fifty-five yards. Um, Caleb Phillips saw nine targets, got six of those for sixty-six yards. Robert Woods trending towards dust, man. Two targets, one catch for thirteen yards. Now, would you rather start next week, Derrick Henry or Dontrell Hilliard? Uh, that's a fun one, right? Because Hilliard Hilliard got three of those four targets for two scores. Ah, uh, I think you still got to just. <laughs> Well, I think you got to go with the first round running back. No, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously you're gonna stick with st- stick with Henry, but like serious gap here, man. Like 
uh he, like, like like henry still has those breakaway performances coming but oof um devin mcintyre wrote hilliard up in our guy behind the guy article as uh, that's true the guy you need to watch out for so he's uh always someone who I want to listen to when whenever he writes anything, I pay attention. So I think he might be onto something here. He might be onto something. Um, all right, we're gonna we we can close it up with the with the Raiders losing to the Chargers, if only because I wanted to talk a little bit about Adams again. You know, ten catches on seventeen targets for one hundred forty-one young yards and a score. Uh, Hunter Renfro, the guy who took over when Waller was hurt and they didn't have anybody else to throw to, six targets, three catches, twenty-one yards, and no scores. Yeah, I mean. You know, we're always there's always some concern about players changing teams, not only because the the numbers don't necessarily bear out that they're going to still be good, but also, you know, just the changing situation. But yeah, Adams really showed that he's he's just um an elite talent and it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. Is Derek Carr maybe better than Aaron Rodgers anyway? I don't I mean, did you see did you see Rodgers today? Yeah. They they, they had a play they, they, Jordan Love got in the game. Right. a little bit like rogers always looked very poor without um Devontae adams and this just sort of kind of confirms it right yeah uh well he really needs his um rookie wide receivers to step up uh romeo dubs got four of his five targets for 37 yards christian watson got two of his four targets for 34 yards watson also got a very deep end zone target that he didn't convert on um yeah. So, yeah, keep your eyes out on those because those are guys who might become spot starts. Uh, here's, here's, here's something that's fun. So Aaron Rodgers had 195 passing yards. Justin Jefferson had 184 receiving yards for two scores on nine catches. Yeah. Disgusting. What yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, well, I don't know. It's hard to write off Aaron Rodgers this early in the season, but definitely definitely didn't look good. Um the the good news is it looks like both Dylan and Aaron Jones are going to be involved in the rushing and receiving game. So um, they might end up turning into a value, maybe, maybe leading the team in receiving even who knows. Yeah. I mean, we still have, we still have like, uh, it's just, it's just such an exciting time. And I'm glad for everyone who came out and hung out with us in the chat, but we still have two more teams left to go Tampa Bay, Dallas, and, um, Denver, Seattle. What do you what are you hoping to see for uh, look look for when you're when you're looking at these two games? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the two tight ends in Denver and Seattle are guys I've been loading up on. I'm interested to see how they're used. Obviously, Sutton versus Judy is a thing we need to we need to be paying attention to. Um, I mean, Chris Godwin coming back maybe will be on a on a snap count, but it'll be exciting to see him back catching passes again so yeah we should have some some good football and of course cd lamb without amari cooper is just going to go ballistic i'm i'm actually kind of interested in seeing what noah brown does because i grabbed him for a pentacle for a penta team uh i'm kind of convinced that he like is going to play above jalen tolbert like he's he might be the wide receiver too until Gallup comes back so i see him as a more long-term play um so i'm interested in that uh on the on the buck side I, i'm looking for chris godman man like how does he look coming off that dare um does he have that god in him much like james robinson you know dvd uh on denver seattle i'm interested in seeing exactly how much benny gets spelled because it's probably going to be no ken walker yeah um i'm interested to see and who gets that that work is it dj dallas or is it travis homer um i would assume to see like a mix of all three 
I want to see how they work in Fant because he is also someone who is going very, very late. And like a best ball share, like best ball teams could be riding on that guy uh, showing up um, on, on the Den- I mean, on Denver side, like realistically, I, I want to see that split between Javante and, um, and Melgo, man. If it's like 55, 45, then I'm interested in seeing exactly what the, what the red zone touches look like. And I'm really, really interested in seeing Albert O's role uh, sure. next uh, t- uh, tomorrow night. For sure, it'll be a, it'll be definitely a lot of good football to watch and a lot of a lot of things to pay attention to that could have big impacts for our fantasy squad. So, should be a good uh, good good time. Um, yeah, that'll wrap it up for us in week one, I think. Unless there's anything else. No, oh, man. Just want to thank everyone who came, hung out in the chat. I hope you all are enjoying this. If there's any feedback, feel free to tweet at us at Am I the Real Blair or at HR5010. Anything you want us to do differently. Or, or if you're enjoying this format, if there's any questions, feel free to also tweet them at us and we'll do our best to try and respond. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just glad the NFL is back. I'm excited. I'm hoping everyone had a fast start. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the Rotoviz YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, you know, and uh, rate and review the Rotoviz radio podcast feed as well as the Fantasy Football Report podcast feed that really helps us out with the algorithm. Um, Till next time, we'll uh, see you later.